0: So if we move on to sort of your clinical ass- assessment in clinic, so so there are obviously articular signs that you want to be looking for, but there's also extra articular signs that it's important to look for. In addition, looking for any evidence of chronic rheumatoid arthritis is important, and, um, and the kind of standard way of assessing how active someone's disease is in rheumatoid arthritis would be the DAS-28 score. So in terms of the articular signs, obviously, we're looking mainly for active synovitis of the joints. So warmth, swelling, bogginess, and tenderness on palpation of the, the joints. Also, you can look for tenosynovitis, so inflammation of the tendons. And, and also, you know, are there any superficial nodules that you can elicit, for example, in the elbows? In terms of looking for extra articular manifestations, so we've already touched on some of them. But for example, you might want to do Tunnell's test or Phalen's test if you're, if you're worried about carpal tunnel syndrome, for example. Um, it would be important definitely to do a general a general sort of medical examination. So in particular, listening to the lungs, examining the abdomen, making sure there's no hepatosplenomegaly. So remember Felty's syndrome can present with uh, neutropenia and splenomegaly. And I think it's really important at the end of your examination, especially if it's a new rheumatology patient, to always check up blood pressure and to do a urine dipstick, checking for any blood or protein. And that's because of, so hypertension is a risk factor in, in rheumatoid arthritis, and, and cardiovascular disease is much higher in patients with rheumatoid. But also, it, if someone's known hypertensive, it may impact on which treatments you might want to give them. So remember, the can cause hypertension, but also always the urine dip is really helpful in terms of just screening for connective tissue disease, especially in someone who's, who's presenting to your rheumatology clinic.
1: I think you nailed it so just doing everything well you you know arthritis is a systemic disease it doesn't just affect the joints so it's important that baseline to get these investigations done and or if not regularly throughout.
0: Lovely and then I've just put just a note just to say don't forget about atlantoaxial subluxation because that can be quite a devastating feature of rheumatoid arthritis so any symptoms that might be suggestive of that, any myelopathic symptoms, you know, don't ignore that and make sure that you consider, you know, x-raying the C-spine um, to rule that out. We're not going to go into- Cross-sectional
1: imaging, sorry, nowadays. So they're used to these sort of flexion, extension, mm-hmm. x-rays, but it's a bit difficult to do and also a bit hard, hard to interpret, let's say. So cross-sectional imaging now is okay. slightly better because it defines it a little bit better, but obviously it's not so as yeah. a combination of everything.
0: Combination, yeah. Thanks, Samir. We're not going to go into DAS28 in too much detail, but there's the DAS28 and the DAS28 CRP score. So just look look at that in, in detail. But it does, it's a way of assessing, yeah, power active someone's rheumatoid arthritis. Is, and it is an important tool when you're deciding about whether you need to escalate treatment for patients. And it is looking at whether there's swelling or tenderness in 28 particular joints, and they tend to be upper limb joints mainly, predominantly. Um, An important
1: part of that is the the, the global health, so the patient's uh, visual analogue scale. And that makes up quite a big score of it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So once you've assessed your patient, we'll move on to which investigations are important to do. So I think the main kind of reason you're doing these, these investigations are for diagnostic purposes, obviously, but also you're doing them as a marker of disease activity at presentation that, that allows you to compare to later down the line when you're trying to assess for response to treatments, but also to try to decide about you know, which treatments are best or which ones are contraindicated. So initially I would I would suggest you do as a sort of baseline, you do a full blood count. If someone's got really active rheumatoid arthritis, you might expect that they might be anemic. So as a marker of anemia of chronic disease, they might have a so high platelets, again, reactive or Again, they might have a, a high white cell count, which is just a, a marker of inflammation. Renal function is really important as a baseline and will is important if you're considering giving someone some non storied anti inflammatory as a short-term measure. Obviously, you would try to avoid that if they have any renal impairment. Liver function test really important as a baseline, again, because a lot of our treatments will be, you know, there's a risk that they may cause damage to the liver. So it's really important we know that their liver function is normal. CRP, ESR are really good markers of inflammation. I, I tend to see CRP used more in rheumatoids than ESR. Is that fair to say, Samir? Mm.
1: Yeah, generally. Um, if you've got if you're female, if you're a bit older, if you've got a higher BMI, if you're anemic, all of these things can affect the ESR. So CRP is generally a better marker than the, the DAS twenty eight classic uses the ESR unless you use the DAS twenty eight CRP. Mm. So you kind of you, you accept you accept both and then you sort of monitor both as trends.
0: Yeah. And then, like we've discussed, auto is really important. So rheumatoid factor, anti-CCP antibody. And then I would generally probably do an ANA on most patients who I think have got rheumatoid just as a screening if they're a new patient, because they may have overlap with a connective tissue disease. And then usually I think x-rays of the hands and the feet as like a baseline is a very reasonable thing to do.
1: Always, yeah
0: great and if there's any concern that they've had these symptoms for a while then you would look for erosions that might imply that they've they definitely have got evidence of chronic rheumatoid arthritis that's caused you know that's caused damage in the joints and then if you're not sure if someone's got inflammation in their joints you think maybe they've got some some synovitis but you think it might be subclinical then i think it's very reasonable to do an ultrasound scan of that of that joints or those joints i think more and more people are trying to be able to do that sort of on the same day in clinic but not everyone has the the ability or expertise to do that so sometimes that can cause some diagnostic delay but it's definitely I think in the future we'll be doing that in real time and then MRI of the c-spine I guess well you've already told us about cross-sectional imaging and then very rarely I guess an MRI might be useful of the joint but I've not really come across that myself yeah
1: for more complex joints or, or whether where there's an area that's quite deep and difficult to understand, so things like any a hip where it's mm. a bit more difficult to ultrasound and you can look more at the, the actual architecture of the joint, with the ligaments and the tendons, the meniscus, And MRI is quite useful. If you use GAD as well, you, pre and you can also look for synovitis, but it also gives you better measure of if there are other mechanical issues going
0: on. Brilliant. So diagnosis is clinical, so there's no sort of cut off, you know, there's no right or wrong. And I think often there is diagnostic uncertainty and it's a case of Sort of seeing them again in clinic and deciding, you know, with time whether things are more in keeping with rheumatoid But classically, there is the American College of Rheumatology criteria, 2010 criteria. So, and that that is dependent on which joints are involved, what the what you know is the serology, how long's how long have the symptoms been going on, etc cetera. So, but again, I think it's very, it, it it's not very clear cut. And I think often the diagnosis, you know, you just need more time sometimes i think to make that diagnosis also
1: just just to go back to investigations a chest x-ray is really useful oh of course as well. because if you're going to start medications you kind of want to make sure there's no institutional lung disease or or any other abnormalities so you, to be honest you could listen to the chest i mean you should listen to the chest but it is useful to have it on record as well
0: absolutely